Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, November 25th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week to try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Before we get back into the passage of Romans, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we ask that you would give us an understanding and caring mind when we interact with people. We ask that you would give us wisdom to discern between goodness and and evil. And we pray that we would live out in this world justice and mercy, the same that you have given to us. And we pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Listen again to the passage from the eighth chapter of Romans, verses 28 through 39. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Tara, Thanksgiving, when the listener hears this, Thanksgiving will have been yesterday. What is your favorite thing to eat at Thanksgiving? All the things. (laughs) All of it. Um, I'm a big mac and cheese. And when I say mac and cheese, it's like homemade mac and cheese with it's, you know, we're not talking craft is I guess what I'm saying. in the South, you eat mac and cheese at Thanksgiving. So we have mac and cheese and then I'm a big proponent of mashed potatoes. But probably the thing I love is what I like to call mayonnaise-less fruit salad. (laughs) And my mother-in-law makes it, and I find mayonnaise so disgusting that I call it mayonnaise-less, even though there might be a little mayonnaise in it, just to make myself feel better. But it's delish. What about you? Um, 
My favorite thing to eat at Thanksgiving, the perfect bite for me, is a little bit of Hawaiian sweet roll, a little bit of... I like mashed potatoes that are like more dairy than potato at mm-hmm. that point yeah, where yeah, yeah. You know, there's so much cream and butter that butter. it's... It, yeah. Uh, so a little bit of Hawaiian sweet roll, a little bit of mashed potatoes, and a little bit of ham is like the perfect bite for me. You know what's funny is my grandmother used to make... She had a um, pressure cooker that was huge. And I can remember her putting like two whole sticks of butter in there, right, for the mashed potatoes. (laughs) And then she would take some off and put it in a container just for me. And she also made this chocolate pie that I haven't replicated yet um, that was just amazing. And I just remember her like setting those aside. Those are for Tara. Isn't that sweet? Allie's uh, father would always make, post with leftovers would make like, potato pies in a way just yeah, fried yeah, mashed yeah. potatoes uh-huh. and so she makes those and you put those in a Hawaiian sweet roll with ham oh Oof, so good so good now I'm hungry yep but to our scripture um there is this line about Christians being more than conquerors what do you think Paul's trying to communicate to us in that you know I think for me when I read that it's the difference between um surviving and living Hmm. right and so what paul is reminding them is that not only will they be able to overcome the sword and the peril but that they will actually live they won't just conquer it they will have good lives even in the midst of difficulty and i think that's the promise for all of us Hmm. Um, we will all suffer what is the beekner line right here is the world beautiful and terrible terrible things things. will happen do not be afraid i think paul is saying don't worry if you can just survive it. You're going to more than survive. You're going to more than conquer those things. Mm. You're going to have this fullness of life because of your faith in Jesus Christ. What do you think of when you hear that? I think uh, I think that's lovely. And I think that um, what I think of when I hear this line in terms of what Jesus did on the cross and what Paul kind of talks about uh, in this redistribution of power right that or, or re not distribution re uh, framing of power orientation yeah reorientation um that uh you know what does it mean to be more than a conqueror you know a conqueror it dominates it takes over uh seizes all these things uh and did christ do that when christ came and instituted god's kingdom and, and rule on the earth no uh got jesus brought uh, the love and the bringing up of the, the lowly to the heights of, of flattening out the mountains of bringing up the valleys that this is we're not just out to uh, dominate that's easy uh, yeah. that we are out to do something even more with the assistance of God and that is to love yeah and you know he talks about right before this will hardship distress persecution famine or naked peril or the sword No, we'll be more than conquerors. And I think there is something really beautiful when people have the ability to go through hardship and they see it not as something they're against, but something that they are like a part of. And they can see the beauty of even the hardship and the peril and the distress. Do you know what I mean? To me, I think that's also more than conquerors. Not that you know, we're going to, I'm going to get through the hardship, mm. but also that maybe you can find yourself in the hardship, maybe even being just a little bit grateful for it because it's brought you closer to God. There is, you know, I don't know if you experience this. Uh, sometimes I, I struggle with this um, because I think that 
the, that Christians um, in the past century have have used um, this idea to not acknowledge the pain that someone's going through right. in some way. And so sometimes I struggle of like, I see the pain that you're going through. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what it's like. I know it's difficult, but that isn't the end of the story. And right. so providing hope, but also acknowledging, but not just staying there, right? Yeah. Uh, that, that there is there is another road that we can traverse. There is another path that we can partake in, you know? Yeah, and I think I think this is where my sermon on this is going. We'll, it'll be curious to see. <laughs> um, is that there is something about that hardship and the goodness that we want in the world that um, the goodness is of God. Yeah, yeah. The hardship is not. And so when he promises goodness, he's promising more of Jesus Christ in the world. And that is a very good thing. It doesn't mean that all the bad stuff goes away. But we are called to remember where Christ is, and that should build us up for this work of living in the world. That's, that is, I think, just the ever-important distinction for uh, Reformed theology as I understand it, is there are strains of Reformed theology that look at uh, terrible things that happen in the world and and they say that because God is uh, because of God's sovereignty essentially you know God caused those things to happen um, and I just don't think evil things are of God no. um, I think that evil happens in the world and the, where the sovereignty of God comes through is what you're saying that that God can redeem any of the evil that that is the that there is death in the world but Bigger than death is resurrection. Yes. And that is God's sovereignty in the yes, world. Yes, and God's sovereignty is that he He made us as created beings. Yeah. And there was never an intention that the created being in this one instance or one in, uh, you know form would go on forever. That is God's sovereignty, and I don't know why, yeah. but, um, but it's reality. Yeah. And yet we're given all of this hope in Christ. With that, I'll leave us with a quote from Maya Angelou, who has written, You may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. In fact, it may be necessary to encounter the defeats so you can know who you are, what you can rise from, how you can still come out of it. I love when you pick a quote and it just succinctly says what we tried to say for yeah, 10 for minutes. Yeah, for like forever, <laughs> right. It just sums it up in one word. Yeah. Uh, Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving weekend. We will be out next week. We'll take the week off. But we invite you all to join us for Advent, either online. Uh, You can visit us at Facebook, YouTube, or our website, fpchsv.org. Or we hope you can visit us in person uh, if you are here in the Huntsville area. And now, may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.